Hey guys, and uh, welcome back again to another episode of the Digital Artcast. Um, your home for all things concept art and digital art related. Um, I'm Gordon Neal, and again I'm joined by my co-hosts in Canada, uh, Colin. Canada. Canada. Hey Just bl- blame Canada for everything. It's not really even a real country anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Do you guys really specifically- love specifically blame me you know yeah. like if you want someone to just dump your shit on just be like Colin <laughs> did it do you guys uh does your uh, reality really exist in 8-bit like south park the, the dates in its game yeah dude like every time we skype haven't you seen my head like flapping on one <laughs> tiny little little like back hinge or something <laughs> hey guys um so uh this week oh yeah my voice is also high pitched but we're just correcting it and in like audition or something yeah that's it. <laughs> i was gonna say this this week's podcast is a boot but no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> oh che- my god che- actually um, um um have you seen cloudy with a chance of meatballs 2 uh oh no no not yet but i've seen the first one so in that one they're, they're both pretty fantastic but in that one there's like there's like cucumber creatures and they're like they're they're really really oddly designed but they're hilarious because like it's basically a cucumber with a split in it uh-huh. and then there's eyes on the top split and then like 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 the section in the middle is the mouth All and right. the head's just like flap back and forward and I'm just like that's that's exactly <laughs> like South Park and it's hilarious because these things eat like eat like sardines. Uh-huh. But basically all they do is they just put sardines in between their two halves and then flap until they disappear. And I was just like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. That is so funny. That was a, I'm sure that was, if I'm right, I, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I can slightly remember that my friend Matt Gazer, I'm sure he done concepting for that, or he was involved, I think he was even maybe an executive producer, I can't remember, but yeah, I'm sure Matt did work on that at one point, but yeah, Cloudy's, Cloudy's amazing, that was based on a kid's book, right? That was a children's yep. book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and thought it was. Bill Lord and, and someone Miller took that shit and just... They made two really good films out of it. They're actually uh, they're actually the ones directing Han Solo. Oh, nice! Oh, cool. Kind of yeah. hoping I'm kind of hoping that's just like a one movie thing and not a trilogy, because like <laughs> just like just do one film and don't milk it. Just like just just keep it small, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it, a lot of people are having the the panic button now because Disney's acquired the license for Star Wars, so they think they're going to basically just milk it as bad as the Marvel Universe, and I'm hoping that's not going to be the case. So It's kind of already happening, but the reason that it's flying right now is because everything they've produced has been so good. Like Even yeah. stuff like Battlefront, which is technically a flop, yeah. it's still so good that no one really has an issue right now. Yeah, and they even Large said that, anyway. g- yeah, that game was half finished, but it was still to a point that it was good enough. So. No, it's funny. Like uh, we've talked about this before, but at this point, almost a year after it was it was it was released with the last DLC, I finally consider it a finished game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the uh, the old Battlefront two to get announced in like Series three. So um, yeah, still still hoping that the guys at Visceral who did who did Dead Space, um, whatever they're working on Star Wars wise, I'm very interested in that because it looks sabery, hack and slashy combat. Eh, so it's gonna be good. Gonna be good. Uh, okay, so back on track. Uh, this week, I have mostly been doing um, no uh, weeks in review. Um, where am I? What the hell am I doing? Oh my god, it's like it's too late in the night for this. But what the hell? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so a week so far has been uh, between part-time work and university. Um, I've been doing some more October stuff because it's October, yay! So um, I've been drawing some Inktober stuff, but I have fell slightly by the wayside. I'm two drawings behind, but I have finished one recently, which I'm about to post. 
Um, so only be one behind. But yeah, um, less momentum for it this year. And I don't know if it's because university is ramped up a little bit. So spend a little bit more time there. Um, also, um, I got one of my first ever freelance gigs. So yay. Nice. Yo, what are you doing? Unless you can't talk about it. Um, I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, publicly um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's just a small gig. Um, it's a comic book cover. Um, so that will be coming out um, towards the end of the year. Um, but it's just for a friend, it's nothing major, but it's a piece of work that I'm getting paid for that is not related to a job, so, like, it, it's a goal for me, because it is my actual first ever piece of proper freelance, so... That is um, technically freelance, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm taking this one, but, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm doing, yeah, that, doing that, working on that, so I'm doing some thumbnails just now for her, and, uh, the same when she picks, um, I'll start rendering that up um it's gonna be painted instead of drawn um and then yeah um that's going on and then also um this only actually happened tonight but um i can talk about this maybe not 100 percent detail well i can actually because she publicly posted it on her facebook so mm. i couldn't see i couldn't see any reason why no but it, it's no it's not a job or anything it's nothing it's like nda but um suzanne who is um titus's girlfriend um, she is doing uh, a round of one-to-one um, -one, uh, mentorship things. Um, so she's taking people on for like a couple of weeks and uh, walking them through like like spe specific improvements that they want to go through. Yeah. So, so like obviously she tries to get you to pick like a goal in mind about where you want to be in a couple of like weeks time, and she's basically going to push you in that direction. Um, so I've signed up for her kind of like top tier one where it's like a one-to-one -one every single week. Um, and she hands out like assignments, like stuff she thinks that'll help you improve. You obviously do them, and then the week after she'll get back to them to paint overs, talk to you, and like um, she says she was she wasn't going to use Skype. It was going to be something like more, um, more modern uh, in view or something like that. I can't remember anyway, but something that'll basically allow me to talk to her for an hour. Um, nice. In in Sweden where she is now, and uh, and yeah, just gonna uh, soak in as much of that as I can because um, I'm hoping to go for an art test in a studio. Um, just after Christmas, so I'm wanting to obviously try and yeah rank up my skills as much as I can. And Suzanne is an amazing artist, you know. She's um worked obviously at Sony with, um, with Guerrilla Games. Um, she done stuff, you know. She worked on stuff like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Kill Zone, and then she was at Mood for a while, so she done um work on the new Hitman game. Um, yeah. As well as like a lot of other stuff. So yeah, she's gonna be a, a great teacher, and she's really good at teaching. Like even at like such a young milestone in her career, like she. You know, she's, she's on Twitch constantly, either doing paint overs or feedback, and then their own channel, she does the same, so she's like, and she used to write, like, really in-depth blogs, like, obviously we've done the podcast, but way back in the day, when I was first getting into concepting, um, a guy who is now a huge movie conceptor, um, but he was formerly Ubisoft in France, but he actually pointed me towards Suzanne's um, blog she had on DeviantArt years and years ago, about what it's really like to be a concept artist, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, I've couldn't follow the work of her since until obviously just recently I've started to get to know her and talk to her more and obviously I met her in person at digital workshops with Titus but but yeah so um she's brought these these mentorship things up and I was like um like yeah man let's do it so um and the price is great I mean especially for you know the amount of like time she's going to give up to talk to you um mm -hmm. it's very reasonable for someone who's as professional as she is so 
So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think my first meeting with her is this week. Um, yeah, she's she's only a few years older than me, right? Yeah, I think. Oh God, no, I, I'm not going to guess her age, but I'm yeah, she's she's especially younger than me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure because Titus just turned thirty, and I'm pretty sure that she is younger um, than Titus and myself. Yeah. So, so yeah, probably just a little bit older than you. But yeah, but again, she's she's been a you know she said she started painting six years ago. Um, but you know, she's always like, "Oh, I'm such a beginner in the industry." I'm like, "Well, you know, you know, really, <laughs> you've had a really good, you've had a really good career so far." Um, but yeah, so uh, she's going to be doing a bit of mentorship with me, which is great because I was looking at um, at Darkens at one point to try and get him to kind of take me through stuff. But his is um, again very well priced because the guy is obviously super professional and you know, a, a, like a legend to to learn behind. But um, it was just a little bit too much money, you know. I was, I was a little like, oh, I don't think I could really spare that much cash. But getting up into like the Craig Mullins range there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's, especially with the, the art portfolio he was doing, it was, what was it nine hundred dollars for that? Something like that. For, yeah. I think like a like a month or something or close to that. Yeah, yeah. But again, for Craig, that's that's maybe <laughs> pennies compared to what it would actually cost to hire him. But yeah. Um, and plus the guys, the guys are legends. Like you know, even for him, a glance of your portfolio would be an honor. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Suzanne is taking me on under her wing um, for the next couple of weeks. I don't know how long it's going to last. Um, she did say that she's doing this first round because um, she's got five spots open for the top tier, which is the one I'm in, and then I think she's got like ten spots open for the one below it. Um, Bro, you're top tier. Holy top tier. shit! <laughs> <laughs> sort uh, of. Yeah, just because I'm just cause I'm paying the coin. But um, but yeah. So she says she'll see how long it lasts because she wasn't sure if um, she's gonna do like it, it kind of like permanently. Like it would maybe just be a month or two, um, and then go back to freelance, and then obviously, because um, for the money she's charging, even for the amount of people she's filled up already in the slots, you know, I kind of worked out. I was thinking, well, it's. it's for for her as a professional, it's maybe not a grand amount. Of, I mean, I could probably I could probably tell you, like, because she, she's again she's put this all over our Facebook about how much it was going to cost. So it's again, it's not like I'm really spelling secrets here, but she's. Char- I'm I'm just gonna go look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I um, it's um I think she was saying it was 150 euros for like. Oh, there we go. Yeah, a weekly one where we hang out for an hour. 150 euros, nine hours talk time. Mm-hmm. Cool, and then fifty euros for two hours talk time in one go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so so it's, so it's just two then. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. out of five slots taken. So she has she has twelve people already. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. That's but a I, lot of time. Holy fuck. Definitely. Yeah, and I was thinking obviously for the money she's taking in, you're leaving the five slots at one hundred and fifty euros. Um, you Dude. know. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's a. Pr- I mean, like, but to be fair, nine hours for one hundred fifty euros. That's like, I don't even want to do the math there, but that's. I mean, like, like I, I guess she technically could be doing things while she's talking to people, but that's that's like a decent hourly rate, I guess. Yeah, I would think so, especially for someone of her caliber. Um, definitely, I think it's. And it's... she's more doing it for people. Like, yeah, it's for profit, but it's. I think, like, she. I think she's. She's sort of taken the the George Eliot mentality of like put put sort of put knowledge out into the into the industry because it'll yeah. eventually come back to you and yeah. people will people will 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 remember you as someone who helped them and you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's, it's, I've always been told, um, especially a lot of the guys I've, I've studied books on, who you know are guys like Mark Zuckerberg and stuff, and they always say that the most successful people in the world are always people who bring others up with them. So you know, Suzanne's one of the people, same as Titus, and a lot of other people I've met. Um, Sounds like my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, so she's uh, um, she's doing a solid to everybody really, and, and helping them out. 
So, um, yeah, it was over six weeks. Again, six weeks at 150 euros. Uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, again, for what I'm getting, I think it's, 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 it's a decent rate. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, again, just universities ramping up, try to tidy bits off for a couple of hand-ins I've got. Um, and Peyton drawn, and, yeah, Inktober, yay. So that's uh, that's my couple of weeks in review. And, obviously, if you guys haven't heard our previous episode, we interviewed Jort um, last week. Um, and, uh, well, it was a while back, but we released the episode last week. And uh, if anybody reads the Magic Effects, he was just featured in that. Um, he done a whole section on concepting vehicle design. So nice. Um, if you guys are a fan of George's interview, pick up Imagine Effects, and you guys can uh, check out his interview in that. Um, I think it's like six pages he done, um, just on vehicle design. So um, and I think he built the initial vehicle concept in SketchUp. Um, so yeah, it's a really good read actually. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, so yeah, Colin. Um, now, the problem with Colin, when he's going to talk about a lot of his stuff, because he's Mr. Professional, I have an amazing job. I uh, don't know how much <laughs> I can actually say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Colin will probably eventually, one day, far from now, be able to tell you what the hell he's talking about. But for well, now... One Col- day, maybe even like next week, I don't know. Like It really depends on, on how this thing progresses. But yeah. ba- like, like, I guess I'll just, I'll just do like a like a rundown where I basically try to say a shitload in like a couple of words yeah. <laughs> or like maybe say very little in a lot of words. I don't know. But so, so everyone, everyone knows I work for Elliot and, mm-hmm. um, George is, is a pretty sort of well-connected guy. And, um, uh, he was able to connect with a, a very large, um, a studio. I'm not even going to say what kind of studio it is based on someone who, um, who had worked for him previously. They actually, they got in contact with him mm-hmm. to, uh, to do some really high level stuff. And so George is like, hey, Colin, give me give me like all of the stuff you have on your hard drive right now. I'm taking it over there and I'm going to be like, yo, let's like let's like collaborate on this. And uh, everything worked out and I'm and I'm, you know, putting together like a like a development team to to sort of work on on stuff that's coming in from the studio. It also pays uh, pays definitely um, not significantly better than what I'm already getting paid, but but more so than what I'm getting paid now. So yeah. You know, like the amount of experience, the people I'm meeting over at the other studio, like or and, and and even just watching how George interacts with with people, you know, like that, and just like I'm picking up so much shit. Yeah. And I was I was talking to him uh, a couple of days ago. I'm just like, yo, George, I am learning so fucking much. He's just like, you're like six months out of school, dude. This is yeah. this does not happen yeah. to many people. Like like in, in, in like like he said like for me personally. Mm-hmm. This didn't even happen to me. Like I was working bitch jobs for like two yeah. or three years, prim- primarily at Nelvana. Yeah. He was actually telling me some stories about Nelvana too, which I might even get into later. Cause, yeah. uh, oh man, there's some fucked up shit that went on went on there in the '80s. But yeah, basically, <laughs> uh, things have taken a turn for the insane in yeah. my life, and I'm just trying to sort of keep up with it. Yeah. But uh, this weekend, I um I switched gears again. I got back to work on my freelance stuff. Got actually quite a bit done, and there's still technically one more day left in the weekend because we have uh, happy. Happy Genocide Day over in Canada and the U.S. too. You know, I think um, U.S. has a different Happy Genocide Day. Um, same thing though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because like I even just, just even just pulling back, just quickly, just talking about you, what you were telling me when when you first told me, because obviously you know we were having the conversations inside of the podcast, but when you told me what you were work or who who you were working for. I was yeah. even oh, I was working on. I haven't told anybody yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but uh, but I get anybody ever until the NDA is not yeah a oh no definitely but um uh, but even I was like holy shit yeah like just 
just the whole momentum of what you were taking on. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I first had to stop shitting my pants, you know, like stick a plug <laughs> up there or something, and then just like, like, fuck. But the th- here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the past two weeks, I've gotten so good at just taking this information in, freaking out about it, and then sort of moving past the freak out and actually getting stuff done. And then mm-hmm. when, when the next even more insane thing rolls in and like thing that I've got to step up my game even more for, mm-hmm. I freak out a little less mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm getting used to, uh, you know, basically having to pitch stuff in front of, you know, 12, 13, very high powered people at a much larger studio. Yeah. And, uh, I've, but the thing is I got a guy in my corner who knows his shit Mm-hmm. And like like we play off each other really really well. So like mm-hmm. things are things are going good right now. And mm-hmm. one thing I'm noticing though, um uh basically um um to uh to um to do this stuff we've 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 sort of got to pull together a team that can handle it. You know people that can draw really really industrial designy technical kind of stuff, and also people that can paint and uh, storyboard artists for for storyboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm like I'm I'm finding that I want to I want to call in people who were in my year and I know and are my friends, yeah. but I'm finding like I, I actually don't know if these people can if these people can handle it. So I'm having to go to people who graduated ahead of me mm-hmm. or people I met at Edge Control mm-hmm. and being like, "What's up? I got some work for you. You you're interested? You want to come over take a look at it, sign an NDA so you can't talk about it outside the studio." Yeah. And um, I'm finding that you know the people that really really put the work in at school or just had had time in the studio after school, mm-hmm. it, like like that's that's why you really really got to kick your own ass when you're in school because mm-hmm. you know someone like me or like someone else might run into this insane opportunity that's totally legit like this isn't a thing that's about to happen it's been happening for two weeks mm-hmm. and like I'm just I'm wishing that I could call on certain people but I I, I can't because of my own personal reputation like I can't mm-hmm. bring someone in who couldn't be able to handle it yeah yeah so because you're putting yeah, your neck that, on the line for putting these people up in front of George and if they showed less than what you expected then that obviously reflects on you yeah yeah, that's that's and I mean like that's that's a lesson that I got to learn real quick too because there's a whole bunch of people that I wanted to call and I almost did and I was just like wait a second like I need to evaluate you know is this even a good idea and yeah. in most cases no it wasn't I had to go to people that I don't actually know as well yeah. like for example um one of them is uh, is it actually tutored me in first year and he was graduating that year and now all of a sudden I'm going back to this guy I'm like hey dude <laughs> you want to come work on some cool shit and um, I actually don't know if he's on board yet but I'm assuming right. he will be because uh-huh. uh, he was he was part of a studio in Toronto that crashed he was doing some I think matte painting stuff for them but yeah mm-hmm. so um, I don't know where it's gonna go it's it's the kind of thing where it like it's scary but it's also really exciting because I have no idea what I'm going to be doing day to day, week to week. It's just like, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a good like opportunity that. for you. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you said when you took it on, it's, it's opening these doors that, you know, that really uh, should not be open yet. Yeah. But they, they somehow are some, I'm just going with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult because you can't say specifically what it is or who it's for, but you know, we both know in our experience that it's a major deal. It's a big thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, like that's, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. It's, yeah, if I said any more, I'd be getting dangerous. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I probably could mention the studio. Mm-hmm. I definitely can't mention the project because, like, it's it's literally unannounced NDA, especially because this is public. So, yeah, I'm just that's yeah. that's all I'm going to say about it for now. Mm-hmm. Later, if things are announced or I become more comfortable with it, or George is just straight up like tell it tell everybody. Yeah. Then yeah. It's, but it's for funny, now, I'm keep. 
Yeah, keeping it under wraps, but it's just funny on a side note there, quite off, but <laughs> I just remember this story when uh, I was watching Graham Norton. We have, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, he's a talk show guy across here, um, Graham Norton, and he had John Boyega um, and um, Daisy Ridley from, obviously, Star Wars, and they were yeah. talking about, like, when they interviewed for, like, the parts, and, you know, when they found out that they got them, and John, <laughs> yeah, and John Boyega had obviously, like, just got the part, and they were like, great, you can't tell... Anybody, because this was months and months before they even announced. I think they started filming, um, yeah. and they said, you know, you can't tell anybody what's happening or that you've been cast, you know. And he was like, oh, cool. And he, remember, he said the first thing he's done is he got in the taxi to go home. <laughs> he said to the taxi driver, he was like, all right, mate, just got a part in Star Wars. And the taxi driver was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just like, like just for anybody listening, mm-hmm. anybody that may you know be able to slam me because NDA or whatever. Mm. Gordon doesn't know what the project is, but yeah. he does know the studio. Like yeah, I haven't yeah. told anybody, you know, like uh, anything that anything that'll break the NDA, I yeah. will. I will never open my mouth about. I'm yeah. good for it. Mm-hmm. Just covering my ass here. Yeah. But yeah, so it's 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 cool. Yeah. Um, so apart from the stuff you're taking on at work, um, obviously October's rolled around. So how are you finding October? Because I know I you've been drawn. So, I was so excited for it. <laughs> yeah. Because like like the first time I tried, I dropped out a week in and I was not posting any of my shit. Yeah. And then last year, I I, I still wasn't posting my stuff. I was like, eh, I don't like anything. And <laughs> around like the second last day, I just I just fell off the wagon. I was just like, fuck this, like bleh. Yeah. And um, uh, but now, I don't know. Like like I think I think it may have been the two months that, or like more of a month. Mm-hmm. at work being forced to draw on a sketchbook constantly every day eight, eight hours a day yeah that kind of got me back into it and i've sort of picked up where i left off two or three years ago you know with like with with pencil drawing and inks and markers and coloring and everything like that i'm freaking loving it i don't think i'm ever gonna stop like yeah. nine days in or actually 10 days tomorrow i'm just like it, it's 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 reawakened the love of doing that kind of stuff yeah and you even so, said you you know you were happier with the stuff you were producing this year like even you were liking what you were drawing. Yeah, I, I no longer despise certain <laughs> things. I'm I'm by no means satisfied with them, but yeah. I just look at the stuff and I'm just like, you know what? I can finally see where this thing is going. It's gonna mm-hmm. take another five or six years for me to truly be like, okay, this is awesome. But yeah. or for, for for whatever kind of style that I'm developing to fully mature, because that's that's what multiple people have told me. You're gonna need another five or six years of consistent development and drawing to have like a style that people go like, that's that. Yeah. Kind of thing. But even so, like now I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it's no longer <laughs> painful, at least most of the time. Yeah, I mean, because like, I think it's just an internal struggle. We've talked about this before with motivation, but it's something that everybody struggles with, which is just general motivation to draw. But um, I have noticed myself, um, the more I'm getting into painting and drawing again, and I've not been posting stuff because I just, I'm not going to be getting into the habit to posting every single thing I'm doing. But, um, you know, the more I'm getting better at certain things, the more it is pushing me to do more because... I think the typical thing is obviously when you draw stuff and you hate it, you're like, no, I'm not going to draw anymore. I don't want to do this. I hate it. Oh, and you throw the sketch pad at the window. But um, yeah, <laughs> when you start doing a little bit better, yeah, it's, you're more motivated to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, um, the way I liken it, or I guess what I liken it to, is very, very, very slowly developing a superpower. And like yeah. every every time you get a little better at it, you're like, oh, shit, this is like 
this is no longer lame and painful. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah. And then like, like you can see people who have been doing it for like years longer and they have actual awesome superpowers and they're blowing people's minds with it. But you understand what they're doing because you're also doing the same thing sort of. Yeah. And, um, and like, that's, that's sort of how I, how I see my own work. I do a thing and I'm just like, Whoa, I actually kind of like this. I should keep going now. It's it's like it's like it's like forward circular motivation, I guess, is what it kind of is. Yeah, because people obviously see success as well. There's a, a kind of thing in the internet where it says success is like an iceberg because obviously with most icebergs, as people might know how they're created and like the polar caps, but you know the top obviously sticks out the the top of the the ocean there. But icebergs actually descend like hundreds of feet below the ocean, and what they're saying is that this bit at the bottom is all the struggles and hours you've put on task and the top bit is what people see, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, people see your drawings and go, oh my god, that's incredible, you're so talented, and you're like, nah man, I just spent like 10,000 fucking hours drawing the same thing over <laughs> and over again until I could draw it good. Um, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And you always said you put a lot of your success down to so much life drawing throughout your time. Life drawing and just like drawing in general. Actually, I don't know if it's if it's entirely attributed to this, but I remember in second year just sitting down and like, you know, till three in the morning or all day just doing like hand studies and anatomy yeah. studies on the computer and then also in also my sketchbook and obviously the the two or three years of hardcore life drawing I did. Yeah. We, like and I can only say about two to three years because um in my first year, yeah, that was hardcore. Second year, still still going pretty strong. Third year I kinda fell off a little bit, and fourth year I I was pretty much only doing it in class or or when I absolutely needed to because I had my film. But yeah. all that adds up to around three solid years of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I, I've really got to get back to doing it. But yeah, like, I can I can attribute a large chunk of what I can do now to that, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's drawing naked people, which is, I mean, it's it's still creepy. I don't get creeped out by it, but it's a creepy kind of thought. Like, yeah. But then again, people, yeah. The, stu- the stuff you were doing was more, um, especially the Tunes on Tap kind of thing, it was... Um, it was kind of themed. It wasn't always like the generic life drawing stuff. You were always yeah, the same. Yeah, that's some, true. Some of the ones that was themes where guys were dressing up and um, remember the or guy. Even at Sheridan, like like they did have like themed costume life drawing too, especially in fourth year. I think that's I, I, that's that's actually all it was. But yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, and, and again, life drawing is also a lot harder than nude life drawing. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> then obviously you're, you're building in cloth and and light more than that stuff. But um, but yeah, I mean, like even when we interviewed or well, you interviewed Matt, you know, he always. Um, said something that uh, you know uh, my friend Becca she actually reposted it when she re- reshared it but she talked about how Matt said you know once once you have a fundamental in drawing it emulates across everything else that you do um, you know he was talking about how guys turn into monsters who then use ZBrush or Maya you know that are really good 2D artists it just yeah. walks across everything you do from then um, pretty much yeah, yeah drawing yeah. is where it starts and from then on, you can branch out into three D and a painting or a combination of the two. But th- yeah, those are like the three main sort of like what you do in this industry kind of kind of things. Yeah, and again, photos, three were... D painting and drawing. Yeah. Yeah, and you were saying you were working with um, markers more and stuff like that as well, and more pen and ink. So, have you found coming back from like using the Cintiq, going back to pen and paper? Because you were saying like you rediscovered paper. Like, is that? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much what it was. <laughs> yeah, and is that something something that's obviously motivated you to draw more, finding that again? Yes, because I remembered just how much I like drawing on paper. Even though, like, like, like when 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 people generally say, "Oh yeah, like I drew on paper all the time," they're they're remembering like twenty years of doing it, whereas yeah. I'm remembering one or two years of doing it. But that was enough. Like that was enough to get me on board. Yeah. And then of course I discovered a tablet and Photoshop, and that was pretty much 
you know, by the wayside. But the other the other thing about drawing on pen and paper, as as sort of cliche as this sounds, it's kind of a novelty because the amount of people that draw on pen and paper in like in days like today, mm-hmm. not very much. Like people do it when they start, and then they discover Photoshop, and that's it. But yeah. the few people that still do it, like a lot of comic book artists or people like Jake Parker, mm-hmm. or you know, people people that do that, it's mm-hmm. just like like you and and you see them posting on Instagram, you're like, whoa, you do that on paper? It must be so much harder. And I'm just like, well. If you can draw, not really. (laughs) I mean, like, less undoes, but that's what an eraser's for. And, you know, like, once the drawing is solid, I don't actually find inking to be that difficult, really. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, you've got to solidify the drawing, and that's that's what's hard. But once you're more or less happy with it, I just go over it with a kneadable eraser and erase, like, 70% of it. And, you know, I can can still see it. Or if it's, it's like, a color race, like an orange or a blue, I just do it even harder because that's harder to get off the page. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's I just go I mean like I have a shitload to learn inking too. Like I'm I'm following a lot of people that are, you know, like they ha- they have all these different inking styles and I'm trying to pick up, you know, little things from uh from like like Jake Parker for example yeah. or um, I've started looking at Rake stuff mm-hmm. or even people people that I that I know personally that are just way the fuck better than me and I'm trying to steal as much shit as I can and put it in the, into my stuff and I'm just like, man, if I keep going with this and I actually finishing Tober you know, like I noticed, even from the beginning, my drawings have gotten progressively a little better. Mm-hmm. Like, like seriously, day one to ten, like, and 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 the comfort levels increased. It's just he's nice. Yeah, very good. And I mean, obviously, you were saying that um, you there was this, well, the way Jake's put it up, he can you can follow like a kind of set theme where every day was a different word. But how have you been planning out your Inktober's? I mean, like for me, for instance, like. I'm really flying with the seat in my pants. Like when I see something maybe that I want to emulate or I see a cool picture and I think I could change that slightly, I'm just going with it. But are, are you pre-planning your stuff more? Or? You know what? It's it's seat of the pants, but it's a different kind. Like for example, um, I'm looking at them. I, most of them are up on my wall right now. So so the one of uh, the one of the alien chick, mm-hmm. um, that's that's sort of fan art for a game that's currently being kickstarted. I think it failed, but they might still be going ahead with it. All right. And then there's one for Rogue One, which I'm obviously into. And then the, of course there's the one with C3PO, which is actually <laughs> fan art for like a redone version of C3PO. That's on it's on YouTube. It's fucking hilarious. He's like this. This horrifying psychotic monster, basically. Wow. They basically redub C-3PO, and it's it's so funny. It's oh, it's wow. amazing. Like, like in in this universe, he's responsible for the destruction of Alderaan, oh, and God. um, and like he basically forces R2 to plug into the Death Star and blow it up, <laughs> and then Vader and Tarkin are just like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> it's amazing. And then remember in Episode Two, um, when when they go to the Droid Foundry, yeah, um. In, in this universe, it's actually on Tatooine, and, and C-3PO has been, Creepio technically, uh-huh. he's been there for like, for 10 years, slowly building up this horrifying underground machine, where he's like, like merging the humans of Tatooine with robot bodies, and like, oh god, <laughs> and then R2's like, dude, this is fucked, and then he blows the place <laughs> up, and so of course, because I love this so much, I had to draw C-3PO, you know, eating flesh, oh god, <laughs> And then um uh um uh, the biker chicks are just my love of motorbikes and you know sexy people that ride motorbikes. Yeah, very good. <laughs> um and what? I was just gonna say the 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 flesh eating C three people reminds me. Have have you ever watched Llamas with Hats? Uh, this sounds very familiar. Um, oh shit! It's an animation studio, and they done uh oh, shit. What else did they do? They done Charlie the Unicorn. 
Oh, I have seen this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So they've done this thing, Llama with Hats, and it's basically two llamas, but one of them's like a psych psychopathic killer. Um, yeah. But... And the other one's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Carl! <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. So uh, just see the see-through, it totally reminded me. But, um, but yeah, um, I don't I mean, it, like, again, with the, the way you've drawn them, I was actually thinking, because I'm sure um, the first day that Jake Parker, I think the first day he had was something, I'm sure it was fast. Or faster, or speed, or something like that. And when I yeah. saw the one with the bike, I was like, "Oh, maybe Colin's doing the like fall." And I was, you know, I, I actually I was aware of the list, and I was aware of the themes, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Hey, this kind of matches up." But I actually don't care because I'm doing my own yeah. thing. <laughs> well, that's I mean that's what he was saying. He just talks about how it was an exercise to just be drawn every single day, which you know yeah. he feels that no enough people do, even on a professional level. And he was saying he knows people who work in studios that aren't drawn every single day and you know they say that it's like you know we've talked about how it's like muscle memory it's no like you know when you talk to matt you talked about how you know he said it's like uh, it's not it's unlike riding a bike where if you don't do it for a couple of days you can't just hop back on you do feel the sluggishness you do feel like your hand doesn't know what it's doing um yeah it's sort of like being being a high-performing athlete i may have even said that but yeah, you did, like, yeah you're a high-performing yeah. athlete and and you're 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 off for like a weekend you feel it and like i've felt it before you go back and you're just like whoa it's it's like i've been off for a month yeah even though it's been two days of not doing it and um actually uh after i think it was yesterday i i still have you know what's funny i have a pile of like three drawings that i did prior to inktober mm -hmm. spoiler alert i'm cheating on inktober but um <laughs> um uh the three drawings that i that i haven't posted yet but the thing is I might not post them because I've been consistently, with the exception of two or three days that I just couldn't push anything out, mm -hmm. I've been drawing every day. So, like, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I might just post those after October. Be like, so this is what I was going to post if I didn't have time to, you know, draw anything on that particular day. Yeah. But now I've come up with a sort of a – how many things are on this list? Uh, one, two, three, four – about ten or so. Mm -hmm. With, like, ten more things that I've, that I've planned out for the next couple of days. Yeah. And they're just based on things that I just happen to be into right now. Most of it's fan art. Like, for example – uh, two characters from the new Gears of War game. Those nice. really, really cool robots that they that they that, that you fight. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of uh, Star Wars Rebels characters, um, um, uh, Samus, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slowly work through that list. You know, it's mm. funny. I'm still gonna have to come up with another ten things after this, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's great though because again, you're getting like you said, you're rediscovering you're rediscovering drawing for yourself. And that is the major thing, because when the last we talked, you were talking about how you were struggling to get back into your personal work. Um, yep. And, and now all of a sudden, I'm just like, but the thing is, like, like what I considered personal work to be before this was like, sit down and do like a crazy high rendered painting. Mm -hmm. And that's, I was like, that's personal work, you know, like, like that's, that's fan art. That's going to make me money. I can make it into a print, yeah. can put it up on my, on my online store. I can mm -hmm. start a Patreon with that kind of stuff. Yep. And that's still in the plan. But right mm -hmm. now... I think what I need to do is in like, and because I have freelance work and I got the crazy full-time shit going on, yeah. like I'm just, I got to get myself back into like just drawing and sketching yeah. and mm -hmm. drawing for fun as opposed to like, Oh yeah, this has got to make me so much money. And yeah. I think that's, that's where, that's what the difference is. And I, I got Jake Parker to thank for that. Cause like yeah. he came up with the thing and, but I also have myself to thank because I forced myself to do it, except yeah. it's no longer forcing myself because <laughs> I'm actually, I mean, like, like I, I, I sound like I'm just sitting here right now, but I'm like halfway through a sketch, uh -huh. which I'm going to start inking after we probably stop. Yeah. 
Oh, but again, and I was talking about this with a friend of the day, another artist friend, and they were talking about um, their ink, they've made an Inktober playlist. Um, I'll try and share it below, but um, you said that one of the greatest things that got you through a lot of times when you didn't want to draw was motivational speaking on YouTube. Is that right? You know what? I've been listening to motivational, sp like, for example, Les Brown, uh, Eric Thomas, who likes to really fucking yell at people, which I find <laughs> hilarious. Um, I know one guy, uh, um, an African-American guy, I think, was it TJ or AJ or, oh, God. He wears, he wears like a red cap and a red jumper. Oh, my God. You'll know who I'm talking about. Yeah. The guy says you, familiar. you want he to. Might even be, might, even be, might even be Eric Thomas. No? E.T. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, E.T. He yeah, loves yeah. to yell at people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the one guy I've listened to and I've been like, holy shit. Like, the guy who's like, if you don't want it as bad as you want to breathe. You know, tells a story about the guy walking into the ocean. Like, Yeah, uh, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's, I've just found it. it as it, bad as you want to breathe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, you think it's a total myth. Like, you're going to be like, ah, oh, no, this isn't going to help at all. But I've seriously listened to that stuff and thought, fuck, man, I want to start drawing. Like, I want to do something. Like, it's, it does pump you up. Like, and that's probably why this guy is so successful because he has this thing where he can scream at people and they actually want to move so yeah um, he, um, in one of his speeches um it, he, he was getting kind of meta with it which was kind of funny he was yeah. talking to an nfl team and he was just like 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 this is my job i'm trying to motivate an nfl team saying this to an nfl team and he's just like i'm gonna give this my all because like this is some high level shit so yeah. if i'm out if i'm out here giving my all to motivate you motherfuckers like you guys better give me your all by actually doing your friggin' job yeah you know like like i love people like that yeah, yeah. and that's the difference <laughs> I, think, I think we're inspiring people and just like shouting at people like he has a way of talking to somebody that does it's not insulting like, like you yeah. know that he knows what he's talking about yeah definitely and has that been like your drive behind when you're drawing or is it are you sometimes yes sometimes no if i need it then i then i put stuff like that on my, mm -hmm. my favorite speaker is probably les brown right. uh, another another african-american guy mm -hmm. like 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 any time I need to hear someone talk, mm -hmm. I just I put them on, and then that's enough. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, and like it's great again because it it does. I think it actually extends past your drawing because sometimes when you listen to things and you do you do your drawing, then you walk away and you're going about your day to day. You do walk a bit more confidently. You feel like, oh yeah, yep. I, can, I can take on the world. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Um, so. And one thing that they all say is like is is usually listening to like these tapes once is not enough. You gotta keep coming back. Yeah. And listening to the same speeches over and over and over again because as you progress more yourself, mm -hmm. you'll find and see different things in these in these in these speeches. And I remember all the way back in second year when I second year or third year, probably third year because I haven't been, I haven't been on this train too long yeah. when I, when I first started to listen to these guys and like I was taking some things from them, but now that I've actually graduated and I've experienced a little <laughs> bit of success, I'm, I'm experiencing these, these same things being said by these same people in the whole new light. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. I was cool. actually, yeah. It's amazing. Cause even uh, funny enough, uh, I actually listened to one of the day by Arnold Schwarzenegger um, and people, is that the one where you're doing the, the the commencement speech? I think it's it probably is something like that. But yeah. you know, there's that tapered with a couple of things. There was even one. Um, it's no is like screaming in your face. But Jim Carrey done a uh, uh, inauguration speech for a graduation class. I think was it NYU or maybe or something else. Um, Caltech. Yeah. But his whole speech about like his dad failing at his job and everything. Um, and the whole line about like you can fail at something that you hate, so you might as well try and fail at something you want to do. Um, yeah, that was also a really good speech. So I'll try and link all of these below so you guys can watch them. Um, but there is ah, there's so much out there. You just have to go on YouTube and take motivational speech, and there's like a hundred million videos that people have posted up. 
Um, I know ET. Some of them are better than others. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, ET, like you said, and Les Brown are probably two of the major ones, I think, because their whole job is motivational speaking. Whereas yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, actor, whatever else, and then, you know, Jim Carrey. But then again, even with Arnold, I mean, the guy is a self made man. Like, you know, all the training he done to become Mr. Olympian, Mr. Universe, and then obviously a successful actor, and then governor of California. And, <laughs> yeah, so he's done, he's done a lot in his life, you know. So crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, definitely. I mean, these things would be great for people to walk out and uh, and listen to for for drawing. Um, and again, went over because um, for those who don't know, Colin's trying to obviously kind of remote himself to push social media. Um, what is your official Instagram again? What? Oh, um, C Scott Searle Art. I actually, I, I'm gonna have to come up with like like a proper name for myself at some point. Like yeah, like the robot pencil like, one. Or, that's um, exactly what I was gonna say. Like robot pencil, or I don't, I, don't, I can't think of any other ones, but Anth- something like that. Yeah, because I, I, I know robot pencil is Anthony Jones, but there's actually a guy, um, Marcin, that I met, or Marek. I think it's Marek, the guy I met from CG Project Red. Um, he's Bandit Pencil. Ooh. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, the alias thing would be quite cool as well. Um, and again, yeah, uh, if you guys haven't heard of Jake Parker, um, I don't know why you wouldn't have, but. His name's Mr. Jake Parker, officially. Yes. <laughs> I think he goes here to the UK and be sir. But um but yeah, he's actually doing a book tour just now for his latest book, but he invented October and uh yeah he's he's got some great motivational videos on his his page as well. Um actually the one he done a while back which was uh Finish Not Perfect. Um Yep. That was actually just a cut down version of one of his other videos that I I don't know if he edited it or someone else did, but mm. it reached a lot more people than than the other one did, and I think that may have just been because of the editing yeah. and the fact that it was like two and a half minutes long. Yeah, people were it was more inclined to take it because it was such a short span, but um but he's right, you know, he, he talks about that about about how you even said yourself, you know, you're not 100% satisfied with the stuff, but it's done, you know, it's finished, it's out in the ether, um, and that's more important than, you know, drawing something forever and thinking, no, that's not good enough, and scrapping it and throwing it, and it's not good enough, and throwing it. Um, Just yeah. keep finishing something small every day. And, I mean, like, George was telling me the same thing about, about working out, you know. Like, he was telling me, he's like, I look at you, like, two, three months after you started, and you, even if you haven't actually lost any weight, you look like you've lost about 15 pounds. And he's like, that's what consistent action does, you know? Yeah. Like, it, like, 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 it, the, um, the results are obvious even a couple months later. And I'm just yeah. like, so the same thing's true with drawing, right? He's like, of course it's fucking true with drawing. God damn it. <laughs> he doesn't actually swear. No, no, no. You know what? He does swear that much, but. Yeah. And then they slapped you in three at the ground and something. <laughs> yeah. Go, go Although, one thing, one thing about George, I thought he was indestructible until he fucked up his back, just like I fucked up my back. And I was just oh, like, shit. all right, so he does actually hurt himself occasionally. Okay, yeah. cool. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> we uh, just on the way home tonight, um, I actually drove by a guy um, given like lessons out in like a local park and uh, he had like the big massive tires and the hammers and um all the crap that you guys have probably been training with and i was That's like, exactly the same so i stopped and got his number and i'm going to start his classes <laughs> dude <Yeah>. yes <laughs> i mean like it might the, like like the time of year might be kind of yeah you know, like, you, you'll probably have a like a couple of weeks maybe a month or two left but yeah of it's, course it's, it's rain man you know at the end of the day the guy was like you'll be sweating enough that you'll probably not notice it so yeah, we yeah. we have pretty much the same mentality. Like, unless it's raining like a shitload and, yeah. and you're literally waiting around, then maybe yeah. not. But yeah, yeah, because yeah. even at that point, because you're in a park, the ground starts to like 
fall beneath their feet. So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I've definitely been motivated to go back down and, and get started back in the training because I'm feeling like the gym's cool, but I'm I'm totally not a gym bunny. Like I don't know, like like I say, it's got its purpose and the machines are there, you can use them, but. I don't know. I kind of need someone yelling in my face constantly. I don't know what that is. It's the same with taking on Suzanne stuff for, um, like learning. I'd, sometimes I can ingest so many videos and books, but like I find that a one-on-one -on -one with a person is mm -hmm. um, like they talk about it, like how people have different ways of learning. I'm pretty sure I discovered early on that I'm like a kinesthetic learner, so you kind of learn by touch and feel and sight. So you, you kind of learn by doing. Like when people show you stuff, you just repeat the process. Yeah. Um, so I've probably found that's more inclined to my way of learning. So um, I think yeah. with fitness and with art, that's probably going to help me um, massively. So yeah. yeah, one thing George said, one thing a whole bunch of other people have, have said that I've heard, and I, I can't remember who said it, but mm -hmm. like, like you know, you can have a personal trainer, you can have people telling you what to do, but one of the most effective things to get you out there, or even just to get you drawing, mm -hmm. is just. Like not someone who's telling you what to do, but someone who's just doing it with you, because that's basically yeah. what it's become for me. Like oh, he's shit, no yeah. longer he's no longer teaching me. He might show me like a new thing every week, but it's mm. it's literally we just go together, and it, like other people are starting to come with us now because like they're like, oh shit, they've been going all summer. Yeah, what the fuck? We should be going too. But yeah. it, like it's 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 more something you just do with someone, and then. Like, like you're obligated to do it. It was the same thing Jake Parker was saying with, with, uh, with, with Inktober. Mm -hmm. Tell people that you're doing it and make, make yourself accountable and then you will actually do it because you don't want to let people down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like, and the, with the fitness thing, it's a bit harder for me because um, I'm finding that moving my lifestyle across to art now and obviously the stuff I'm doing that the people I was with before weren't huge gym goers, weren't big fitness guys. So, um, but then I'm finding sometimes when I'm going to these places, I'm actually making friends at the gym or when I'm going to these classes, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to, you know, talk to a few people. So, um, you know, you can pick people up there, but yeah, definitely make friends way faster when everyone's in extreme pain. So, oh shit! Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're bond over the sweat and the pain. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So um, cool. <coughs> we'll cut it there, guys. But um, thanks again to Colin for speaking. Um, I'll get back to his work because he's super busy, and of course, I need to get to my bed and sleep. Hey, hey. Um, but again, um, I'll post all the links below for motivational talks, for Colin's artwork, for my own artwork, um, and then we'll be back hopefully. Um, planning out the week uh, i've still got an email back tomorrow morning but we should have an interview um coming up back on the next episode and uh yeah um any final thoughts call before we leave uh if you're not doing october get the fuck on it and that's about <laughs> all i have to say how bad do you want it how bad <laughs> yeah yeah okay guys uh remember check us out on youtube um or depending where you're going we're also on itunes we're also on soundcloud um, we're going to be moving across to da, 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 announcement. We're going to be moving across to Spotify soon um, because they now do podcasts. So yay! Nice. Um, so you can find us pretty much anywhere if you just search Digital Artcast. And of course, uh, if you go back, we have interviews with Titus Lunter, George Wildenberg, and of course Matt Rhodes, um, which we've all conducted me or Colin, and many other topics. So yeah, yeah check us Soon out, guys. Be a whole bunch more. Definitely. Even yeah, bigger ones. And then again, we're nearly a hundred subscribers. So. Um, just a quick shout Holy out. Holy shit, we are! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just a shout out to everybody who subscribed so far. Thank you so much for subscribing. It means a lot to me and Colin. And uh, yeah, um, this is why we do this every week because you guys want to listen to it. So somebody's listening, Colin. Thank God. Yeah. Slowly <laughs> <laughs> okay. but surely. Consistency. Yeah. Consistency. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. And um, we'll catch you again next week. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody.